Bonjour, bienvenue, and welcome to Mom Movies Weekly, number 47. Look me up when you get there, all right? This will be about 47. This is the podcast we like to talk about film, cinema, movies, all that sort of stuff. My name is Greg Fisher. His name is David Robert. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about Les Damoiselles de Rochefort. Okay, Les Damoiselles de Rochefort, or otherwise known in English as The Young Girls of Rochefort, is a Jacques Demy film from 1967. It is a musical. It's the first ever French musical I've ever seen. What about you, Dave? Yeah, it's a first for me as well. I've never uh, seen a French musical. Uh, but yeah, it was quite an experience, wasn't it? Absolutely. This one stars uh, Catherine Deneuve and her sister, Francois Doliac. Um as two twin sisters that live in a small town of Rutchford where there is about to be a, it's like a sort of maritime fair where they're selling boats and stuff like that. And there's also a little naval base in the town. And it's basically about uh, star-crossed lovers that keep missing each other, basically. That's what I got from it anyway. Um I've seen a trailer for this not long ago. Uh, really colourful, impressive cinematography. Notice that Gene Kelly was also in, in it, um, talking about you know musical superstars. And I also noticed George Chakiris in there, who most people will know from the original West Side Story movie. And I thought, what's this? I didn't really know much about it. Then I realised I had a, a, a copy of it in my collection that I'd never got around to seeing told you about it because I know you like this sort of thing. And there we go. The rest is history. We thought we'd watch it and cover it on the podcast. Why not? Something different. (laughs) One thing I wanted to say straight away was the very opening shot of the film shows this old transporter bridge. And straight away, you and I, we both used to live together um, when we were students in Newport, South Wales, which has almost identical transporter bridge. Um, It doesn't get used very much anymore in Newport. Times have moved on, but it's still there, and it's kind of like a historical piece, isn't it? It's one of the landmarks of the city. So as soon as we watched this film, put it on, I thought, ah, it's just like Newport. You must have thought the same thing. I did. I thought exactly the same thing. Um, It's almost like the same model of bridge, isn't it? It just looks identical to it, and I was just like getting taken back to our Newport days. (laughs) It's an interesting opening shot as well because it's almost like a magic carpet flying across full of colour about to enter this fantastical world that the film's about to take place in. It's um, it's quite an interesting way to open the film, really. Definitely. That's the whole point, isn't it? Crossing the river into the town of Rochefort and then we are almost in this sort of um, uh, microcosm. It's it's his own world. It's kind of like... um, it's a musical world. It's a, uh, you know, if you know what I mean by that, it's like a little town that is like a set for um, for a perfect musical. That's one of the things I got from watching it as well. It's like, oh, it's one of those movies where you think, I want to live in that town. Exactly. I want to go and yeah. live there at that time. Sunny days. Everybody dancing about in the streets. Gene Kelly dancing up and down the streets. People singing. Music coming out of there. Uh, apartment windows and stuff and it's kind of like idyllic in that sense isn't it 
it is. It's idyllic and it looks beautiful. I mean, that's the first thing. I mean, we we caught it from the trailer, but watching it, it is bombastic and colourful and over the top. It's so wonderful, uh, wonderfully camp um, film. It's just so visually interesting that yeah. every scene is just different colours popping and it's so vibrant. Um, and that's probably the biggest kind of thing about it. It's it's look. It's really interesting. Obviously, it's a homage to classical Hollywood musicals. Uh, Certainly, in the way it was shot as well, a lot of cranes, a lot of dollying yeah. about. You know, the cameras always moving, very stylized. Uh, it reminded me of old Hollywood musicals in that way. Yeah, particularly things if you think like Singing in the Rain. Um, probably the biggest American in Paris. Um, yeah. And what's really interesting is, uh, of course, Gene Kelly was an American in Paris, and yeah. the the Singing last dance he does in the film um, is the same dance he did in an American in Paris. Um, oh, the last dance he does in this film? Yes, yeah. Oh. Um, so it's the same choreography. Um, it's like a little tribute to it. Little tribute. And, you know, um, that's what's really interesting is uh, there's clearly a, a tribute to... Uh, American uh, classical musicals, but it's yeah. very French New Wave as well. You know, it is about normal people, their longings and love. It's a bit absurd, etc. But their everyday is uh, filled with these extravagant dance and song routines. Yeah. And whereas um, a lot of Hollywood musicals are obviously done on backlots and stage sets and stuff that were built, they've done the same thing, but it, it's on location. Yeah. Uh, and it just adds this really otherworldly look to it, really. They're obviously dressed very nicely, these locations they've gone to. But um, mm. it's interesting that they've it's done, you know, it's ain't a set, it's a town, you know, and it's all dressed yeah. and looks amazing. Yeah, it does. Uh, that sort of south of France, Riviera kind of sunshine, not a cloud in the sky. Everything's very sunny. All these pastel colours, a lot of sort of... Um, funny little bits of humour in there. It sort of really smacks of the 60s as well, the styles yeah. and the cut of the dresses and the, um, the the men's outfits as well. Everyone's wearing those little white boots. Did you notice that? <laughs> I was like, okay, must be good for dancing in or just, you know, just looked good or, or something. But um, very, very stylish film. It looked gorgeous, really nice uh, reproduction. Um, Jacques Demy, uh, in terms of... Um, French New Wave figures. I, I think his films, because he's the uh, the other big one is the um, Umbrellas of Cherbourg is 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 a big one of his, which predated this film by a couple of years. And he he tends he's not it's not so much thematically the same sort of stuff as Godard or Truffaut or even his his wife Agnes Varda. Um, he's he does his own thing, really. Uh, even though he came up in that movement, yeah. his films are kind of like separated aside from it in 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 a way, and you can see why. You know, um, much more production gone into them, much more sort of um, a, a tribute to Hollywood, as we've said. Um, whereas, you know, things by Goddard were more sort of run and gun, kind of you know um, indie feel to them. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that goes down to the editing and everything else as well. But um, this was, yeah, I had to see it. I just thought, you know, um, if you're a fan of things like West Side Story, the original one, um, this should definitely be on your list of to see, shouldn't it? You know, it's the music definitely. in it was really cool. 
it was quite jazzy. Quite it was it's very really, jazzy. Very jazzy. jazzy. <laughs> There's some really wonderful movements in there. The the actual piece that um she plays on the piano, which is the kind of bit that follows through that Gene Kelly finds the sheet for. Yeah, it's like the minute. central theme, isn't it? Um, it's a wonderful piece of music. It really is it's really nice. Um yeah. and it kind of follows through the whole kind of yeah soundtrack of the film really doesn't it um, it's like a light motif i believe yeah um it's really good um there's some great numbers in there um there's, there's the obviously the sisters do uh a, a few different numbers um yeah. there's a particular one in in red dresses yeah that they do um which is really stylistic uh that's uh very reminiscent of um Marilyn Monroe and Jane Russell in yeah. uh, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Yeah. Um, it's it was obviously kind of a tribute there. to that there. So there's a lot of kind of that in there, kind of oh, we're paying homage to to the, mm. the musical um, Hollywood um, classical kind of uh, movements and stuff, but doing its own thing with it as well. It, it's it, I mean, in some ways, the story and stuff is a bit farcical and silly yeah. in the kind of French tradition. Um, but it's so weird and big and wonderful and colourful that you kind of just go along with it and go, this is great. Yeah. yeah you know, um, so it works in that way. Um, well, if you think of something like Greece, the whole yeah. thing is that he had a summer fling and then they both went their separate ways, but they actually end up in the same place again. And there is the, you know, and in a way there was kind of the same thing here, you know, between their mother who, who runs the cafe and the guy who owns the music shop they've been separated and then they don't even know they're both within earshot of one yeah. another again. And so it's kind of those sort of themes that are sort of familiar territory for musicals in a lot yeah. of ways. Um, the central performances there by the two sisters were brilliant. You can see why uh, someone like Catherine Deneuve is, uh, you know, lauded as one of the great French actresses. I read about her sister, Francois Doliac, because I wanted to see whether they were actually twins or or there was any difference. And um, Francois Doliac is um, slightly older. She was born a year before, but she actually died the same year as this film came out in 1967 in a, a terrible car accident. Um which was a bit shocking to, to yeah. find out, really. I thought, oh, God, you know, it's that's really sad that, to hear, isn't it? Because Catherine Deneuve, obviously, is still alive, and she's, you know, up until a few years ago, she was still starring and stuff, and one of France's, yeah. you know, like we've got Judy Dench and people like that. They've got her, you know. And, yeah, um, that's it. She's one of the main ones, and you can see why they're both so talented. They, you know, great dancers, obviously. I'm not sure whether they did the singing or not, because a lot of them got um, – replaced even uh gene kelly's uh singing voice was replaced yeah in this one. i was reading all but one member of the cast basically they, they were dubbed um, it was kind of standard practice though wasn't it yeah it, uh, was, was, it happened in west side story a lot and stuff as well um but yeah once seen never forgotten i think you know definitely it, it's really different i i was reading that um uh, Damien Chazelle, um, this was one of his major inspirations for La La Land. La La Land, yeah. And I was going to say as well, in terms of contemporary influences, it must Wes Anderson must have uh, definitely watched yeah. this film a few times, just in terms of the colours and um, and the and the camera moves and stuff like that. It was definitely smacked of his his kind of material. Definitely, yeah. It has a look that is really, really interesting. Uh, 
goes beyond you know because it's colorful and then it's colorful and this is you know it's it's everything and the costume's constantly changing but it looks so great but kind of in a way it's like that celebration of french culture in that way because of the fashion and the music and stuff which was really nice yeah um and something we're not used to seeing because it usually is hollywood it's usually you know some american story somewhere maybe some british stuff sometimes but french uh not so much and it's like oh it's interesting from that point of view Especially as, as that it was a contemporary piece, you know, it's like uh, released in 67 and you can tell it was kind of set in them in those days as well. It wasn't supposed to be a period piece or anything else. It was it was contemporary, you know. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because most French cinema I've watched is the more gritty side of French cinema. Yeah. Um, La Haine and uh, Nikita and stuff like that is more the stuff I've watched and um, – or, or kind of the French New Wave, kind of more indie kind of feel of films. Yeah. So to watch a big production French film yeah. like this, uh, it's very different and uh, quite interesting. I mean, I saw a great. Uh, this is this is this is one. I found a review on uh, I don't know if it was like Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb that someone who'd watched the film wrote, which did make me chuckle. Um, they said uh, the musical numbers seriously looked like they came out of a porno. But a charming, classy, softcore kind of porno. <laughs> That's pretty much how I describe this entire movie. Innocently, I, campily sexual. <laughs> That's pretty much how I describe France. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like super French. Absolutely it super is. French. One thing that was um, impressive about it as well, because some musicals, you, you, you'll go quite a long bit of time before the next musical number. Yeah. In between, you know, and you'll get some exposition and some dialogue and whatnot. But this one didn't hang about. It was like one song finished or one piece of music finished. They'd say a few bits and this and that for a minute or two, and then they'd be into the next track and then the yeah. next track. So the music was like constant. It was always going. And I thought always that was quite moving. impressive. It was like, oh, we're into the next number. Get your dance shoes on. Yeah, lots of big dance numbers as well. Like yeah. it wasn't really like lamenting ballads going on. It was like, no, these are big dancing numbers and ballet yeah. and stuff like that. It was very impressive. Very jazzy. Very jazzy. <laughs> and then at the end, it's sort of, it's nice that it comes full circle. It kind of ends the way it started with them leaving on the transporter bridge again. Yeah. It's like they're leaving this magical world now, coming back to the normal world with all its it. darkness and destruction and terrible things going on. And um, uh, yeah, uh, quite singular, um, a real eyeful and, and and have to be marked up there as one of the top musicals, certainly of the era. Yeah, it's so really different. I'm glad I've seen it. It's it's really different and um, and stands out, and it's uh, it's worth checking out for, yeah. for sure. For just for how unique it is, you know. Yeah, Jack Demi, interesting. I would be interested to see more of his work now. I've seen this. Yeah. I'd like to maybe go back and watch The Umbrellas of Sherborg. And he was making films right up to the 80s. Um, hasn't got an extensive back catalogue, but that's not always necessarily a bad thing because, as we say, it's quality, not quantity. Married to Agnes Varda, um, somebody who I think is one of, the, one of the best new wave directors. Everyone goes on about Godard and uh, Truffaut, but Varda, Agnes Varda, I think, is very, very interesting, made some excellent stuff. Um I think she had something to do with this film in the coming up with the uh, story, and he wrote it and yeah. stuff as well. 
she was involved in the production. Uh, she's also there's a little cameo of her in there apparently somewhere. Um, I didn't quite spot it. I missed but, her as well. We'll have to go yeah. back and have a look. It was great though. Absolutely brilliant. Really, yeah. very stylish. Really glad I watched it. Would be happy to watch it again and show it to other people who might be interested in that. It's obviously not going to be everyone's cup of tea. If if you're into like Jason Statham movies where <laughs> you're a strong man and you just kill everyone, you're probably not going to like this very much. But, you know, if you're open-minded and you, you like a wide range of stuff, certainly worth checking out in my opinion. So this week, rather than going over any movie news, what I thought we'd do as we've just been talking about the Young Girls of Rochford is do our top five musicals. You into that? Let's do it. Brilliant. Let's do it. Okay, so this is something we do here on our YouTube channel from time to time, our top five of films in any given loose genre or category. So this is our top five musicals. Let's start at the top and work our way down to number one. So at number five, let's take away the doors. I have gone for Oliver. And I've gone with Hairspray from 2007. So Oliver, obviously a bit of a classic from back in the day, uh, based on Oliver Twist, Charles Dickens' novel. Um, Got some great songs in this one. I remember uh, growing up, you know, um, consider yourself our mate. We don't want to make a fuss. All of that. Great Brilliant stuff. stuff. Uh, got a pick a bucket or two, boys. Boy. Got a pick a bucket or two. What was that as well? Um, Who will buy this beautiful roses? <laughs> it's got some great ones in there. Haven't seen it for years, to be honest with you, but I remember really enjoying it as a kid. My uh, favourite song was that. Uh, what's that? Um, uh, da, 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 the situation. Da, 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 da. It's a bit <laughs> yeah. at the end where he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, great film, great classic from from childhood. Classic musical, um, got some real bangers in there. A um, lot of fun. Um, obviously, you've got uh, Oliver Reed in there as uh, Bill Sykes. Terribly scary performance from him. Absolutely, <laughs> frightened the hell out of most kids. I think uh, just just his face. <laughs> Yeah, great choice. I I, uh, I didn't didn't come into my mind actually when doing it, but uh, yeah, excellent choice. I've always loved Oliver. Um, so Hairspray, two thousand and seven. Pray tell. Yeah, what's it um, all about? Hairspray. Um, great cast: John Travolta, Michelle Pfeiffer, Krista Walken, Zac Efron. Um, um, this is the most modern one I've got on my my list. Um, I'm not. Most modern musicals don't do it for me. Um, no. Although I love High School Musical. That's a separate uh, one. Um, you had to squeeze it in there, but it's not. Uh, but it's not in my list. Uh, I must say, High School Musical. But, but I put Hairspray in there because it's one I really do enjoy. I thought it was one of the better modern musicals. Um, it's got the stars in there. Travolta's back, you know. Uh, Christopher Walken's great in there. Um, he's a good Tifa. dancer, Walken, isn't he? He is. He's fantastic, bloody dancer. I don't know if he's got a good singing <laughs> voice, but uh, he's definitely a good dancer. Um, Zac Efron, of course, is in this. This is one of his uh, big. I uh, probably I think this is probably the last kind of musical role he did. He didn't because he tried to then become more of a serious actor, hasn't he? Um, Can't blame him. Let's get straight on with it to number four. I had Little Shop of Horrors, and I had Grease. It's the word. Little Shop of Horrors, brilliant, um, fun. Rick Moranis, Steve Martin. Um, 
you know, got some great songs in there. Suddenly Seymour, all of that stuff. <laughs> uh, you got the huge plant. I think it was based on a um, stage musical, uh, yeah. and they sort of converted it to the film version. Um, definitely one of my favorites. Got that sort of dark edge to it, you know, uh, the whole idea of him. Uh, it's a bit like Sweeney Todd, really, in the sense that he's like offing people and feeding them to the plant, you know, um, and it gets a bit out of hand as these things often do. Do you like Little Shop Horrors? Love it, love it. Classic, isn't it? Classic 80s. It's a bit different, isn't it, as a musical, because it's a darker, kind of satirical yeah. horror one. Um, uh, of course, I went with Grease, which is just a... Classic. Standard classic. Everyone knows Grease. Everyone knows everything about Grease. If you don't, you're probably living under a rock. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's classic campy affair, isn't it? You know, set in 50s America... Two lovers uh, basically wanting to get together, but there's all this distance between them. There's the girls and the and the guys, um, and all the controversy that goes on throughout the film, etc. Yeah, um, she's kind of a uh, square, and he's a bit of a rocker. Um, yeah, it's all about uh, peer pressure and stuff like that. I suppose, isn't it? That's it. But. Classic. Everybody loves it. Everyone loves the songs. That's the Timeless. thing about Greece. The, the music. It's it's just absolutely amazing. Some really great writing in there. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll move on to our number three selections because uh, for my number three choice was Greece. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I went with uh, half a sixpence from nineteen sixty seven. So, yeah, as you've just said, Grease is his classic. I grew up watching it. It was one of those films from very early age. We had it on videotape. We, me and my sister and my cousin and I, we used to watch it to death. We knew all the dance routines and the songs and sing along with it, dance along with it. You can't beat Grease. It's, it's one of Can those. It's, it. it's like a mainstay. Loved it. Absolutely. Um, half a sixpence, well, that's just one of them uh, as a kid. Uh, I remember watching it and being mesmerised by it. I love the musical numbers. Uh, Tommy Steele, of course, and Julia Foster. Um, British musical, um, which makes it unique um, because there's not too many of them. Um, But, um, you know, it's kind of set in oldie England. Um, He falls in love with this girl and it's all about their relationship and them getting married, etc. but some classic numbers in there from Tommy Steele at the height of his powers, I guess, um, and popularity uh, with half a sixpence and uh, flashbang wallop, what a picture, <laughs> and uh, all the, all those little classics in there. Great, just a great film. It was always on the telly um, and made yeah. it on tape, and I just watched it all the time. Okay, so for our number two picks, we're getting closer now. I had West Side Story, the 1961 version, of course. I uh, could have guessed that you had that in there. <laughs> uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show is what I've gone for from 1975. Okay. Well, West Side Story, we covered this just a couple of podcast episodes back where we compared and contrasted to the new Steven Spielberg film, uh, we also have a couple of articles up on the website, 
West Side Story theme. So uh, we'll link all that stuff in the description below for West Side Story fans. But yeah, I mean, we've already gone over this a few times. I don't need to say too much about it. It's it's one of the greatest musicals of all time. The music alone, Leonard Bernstein, Stephen Sondheim is phenomenal. The uh, choreography by Jerome Robbins, phenomenal. Great performances. You've got Natalie Wood in there, George Chakiris, who we were just talking about, uh, made an appearance in The Young Girls of Roachford. So, yeah, uh, just one of the best ever, 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 ever. Certainly is. I can't it's believe I didn't have it at number one, but I didn't. <laughs> so it is a smashing film. Um, it is one of the best. Um, uh, yeah, as we say, we've talked about it a lot. It's it's uh, so great. And go check out us talking about it, basically. It's uh, what we would recommend. Pretty much. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, well, it's a cult classic uh, these days. Uh, Richard O'Brien, Tim Curry, one of my favourites ever. Uh, Meatloaf, of course, in there. Uh, Susan Sarandon. It's a brilliant, um, over-the-top, campy, ridiculous musical, but um, the kind of eccentricity of it and all the ridiculous... um, stuff that happens in there it's so over the top of controversial it's brilliant and all the songs are so sing-alongable and catchy um it's just great fun to keep on going back to okay that leads us to our top spots dun, 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 dun. our number one spots i have gone for the blues brothers oh classic um i've gone with moulin rouge moulin rouge <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, Blues Brothers, I mean, it's not your typical musical, but a musical all, all the same. Absolutely. Um, the story of Jake and Elwood Blues, one of them just gets out of prison, then they decide to get their band back together to save their orphanage that they grew up in from becoming, you know, ruined and closed. So uh, that's basically the story of it, isn't it? But you've got such a wealth of great American music blues and soul and R&B musicians in there, James Brown, John Lee Hooker, Aretha Franklin. They're all in there. It's absolutely brilliant film. They did make a sequel uh, in year 2000, I think, Blues Brothers 2000 or something. Awful. Don't ever bother. <laughs> I wouldn't. It's it's not good it's at not all. Good. No. But the original film, Cab Calloway, all of the guys in the band as well, really talented musicians. Lots of fun. If you love that sort of music as well. I mean, John Candy was in there as well as a um, cameo role. Even Steven Spielberg makes a cameo in this film. That's how great this is. But uh, yeah, probably one of my favorite films of all time. Certainly my favorite musical of all time. Love the Blues Brothers. Absolute classic. Great choice. Uh, Great pick. Yeah, I love Blues Brothers. Really, really one of my favorite films as well. Um. I go on Moulin Rouge, uh, put more of a modern one here as well. I, I kind yeah. of struggled with this list because there's so many different options I could have gone down. But I thought Moulin Rouge is one I keep on going back to. Uh, it's more of a jukebox musical. Uh, yeah. Barnes Lerman, of course, who was doing the upcoming Elvis film. We reacted to that trailer not long ago. Um, can't wait for that. Can't wait for that. It's the last in his Red Curtain trilogy um, after Strictly Ballroom and Romeo and Juliet, uh, which I really enjoy as well. Uh, but just a great, over-the-top, uh, 
musical about you know uh, a guy who falls in love with a uh, with a girl who's working at the Moulin Rouge, but um, he can't be with her or shouldn't be with her because she has promised away to someone else um and so desperately want to be in love and have, and then they do but behind you know behind everyone's backs or stuff like that uh nicole kidman ewan mcgregor uh in those two roles who are fantastic fantastic actors anyway and they and they their voices match um jim broadbent has a really great role as well as kind of the the owner ring of the master. the ringmaster of Temple as well. Yeah, he's fantastic. And just some great tunes in there that are written and uh, great um, famous pop songs that reimagines into uh, montages and or, or uh, like Roxanne is turned into El Tango de Roxanne um, in a really <laughs> kind of yeah vicious um, and uh, intense scene in the ballroom and stuff. Uh, so it's really great fun. Um, kind of pop culture jukeboxy musical, you know. Massive film when it came out, visually mm. very, very striking. Um, it's that you know classic Baz Luhrmann style we've come to yeah. know and love, isn't it? It's just um, real quality cinematography, costume design, set dressing, the rest of it. Really, really good. Great choice. But yeah, there we go. There's our top five musicals from both of us. Please leave us a comment and let us know your top five musicals or your favorite musical of all time or comment on ours and tell us what we got wrong or what you liked about <laughs> what we listed off there. What did we miss out? Um, it's not a genre that I'm over familiar with, to be honest. Um, we all have seen musicals. We all have our favorite types of musicals, but um you know, it's it's again a genre that we're still discovering a lot about. Hence, looking at uh, Les Demoiselles de Rochefort, like we have this week, which was a very interesting exercise. But um, yeah, let us know in the comments what's your favourite. So that just leaves us enough time to tell you about what else we've been up to on the internet and here on our YouTube channel this week. We have a reaction to the trailer for the forthcoming A twenty four movie, which is called Men. It stars Jesse Buckley and Rory Kinnear. It looks very interesting, exciting. We certainly had a uh, lot to say about that when we watched the trailer. So if you want to see us react to that one, check out the trailer itself. There is a link in the description below. Absolutely. Uh, we've also got a review up on the website and here on the YouTube channel, Film in 5. Uh, that's the eyes of Tammy Faye I've just covered. Uh, of course, Jessica Chastain just won the Oscar for Best Actress for this film. So, yeah, check that out in the link in the description down below. Excellent review there, Dave. Um, we also have our top five Jean-Luc Godard films. I thought as we were... Uh, Covering a Jacques Demy film this week, we'd uh, include Jean-Luc Godard in our top five directors uh, articles that we have up on the website. We've got loads of them up there now. Agnes Varda is also up there. I'll link that in the description below if you want to check out our top five Agnes Varda films. Uh, but there is a huge list of top five directors articles on our website. If you want to check them out, that's where they are. Absolutely. And if you fancy listening to us in audio-only format, maybe you're going for a walk or you're cooking away in the kitchen, uh, then you can do so uh, with our podcast on all the major podcast platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. All of them, really. Uh, there's a link in the description down below for all that information. And why not join us on social media? 
We are at More Movies For You uh, on all the major social media platforms. So come and say hello to us on Twitter or Instagram or something. We also have a Discord server if you want to have a live chat with us there. There's links in the description to all of these down below. And if you enjoy what we're doing and would like to support us, you can hop on over to buymeacoffee.com and buy us a latte, a cappuccino, or some other nice drink to help us keep the lights on uh, right here at More Movies. Or you can hop on over to Patreon, where we have some packages you can subscribe to, where you can vote on the films we're going to cover here on the podcast or review in our films, uh, and that supports us as well. Thanks very much for joining us this week. Please leave us a comment. Let us know what you thought of the podcast. We really appreciate you watching along. All your comments, likes, etc. Support is is very much valued by us. Thanks very much for joining us. We'll be back again next week with number 48. Until then, take care of yourselves and keep watching more movies. That's it for this video. Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. And remember to like, share and subscribe right here on YouTube. For more film reviews and articles, check out our website, moremovies.co.uk. And join us on social media, at More Movies For You. That's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all across the board. You know the score. If you enjoy what we do, please consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com or join us on one of our packages on Patreon. The links are in the description down below. And for more film-tastic content, click one of the buttons on screen now.